You're listening to Therapy for Your Money, a podcast about all things money and finance for therapy practice owners. If you want to feel confident and in control of your financial life, then you've come to the right spot. I'm your host, Julie Harris. I'm an accountant and the owner of Green Oak Accounting. My firm specializes in working with private practices across the U.S., and my team and I have worked with hundreds of private practice owners. I'm on a mission to share all the best practices I've learned along the way because I want you to have a profitable private practice. Hey everyone, welcome back to Therapy for Your Money. It's almost the end of the year, so today we're talking about holiday parties, bonuses, and gifts. Before we get started, I want to disclaim this episode by saying that what I'm going to describe here, all of it applies to 2021. There are often tax changes, and it really does seem like there are tax changes that are coming in Q4 or early in Q1 of 2022. So if you're listening in 2022 and beyond, just make sure to double check this with your tax professional to make sure that it still applies and is still accurate. All right, let's start with holiday parties. So the good news is they are 100% deductible. You can take your employees for a meal at a restaurant, you can host something in your office, you can take them to do an activity, and you are able to deduct all of it, assuming that it's not completely lavish. Um, another one of the constraints is that it can't be a holiday party that is that is mostly for the benefit of highly compensated employees. So let's say you had a team of 10, and you and your clinical director are, are considered highly compensated employees. It couldn't be a party that's just for the two of you. It would have to be something that all 10 of your team members are invited to. You don't necessarily have to invite spouses and families, although you definitely can, uh, but you have to include the entire team. So what you'd be able to deduct is 100% of the meals, the activity, if if you're doing one, like if you're heading out to do some axe throwing, which I've heard is really fun. Um, A couple of years ago, we went out as a team and painted some wooden signs that was super, super fun. So if you're doing anything like that, you can deduct the entire cost of the activity. Um, If you have a musician, or even if you were renting a hotel ballroom and having a magician or some kind of performance, that would be deductible as well. Entertainment is no longer deductible since Tax Cuts and Jobs Act when it comes to entertaining your vendors and clients, but it is deductible when it comes to your team members, as long as it's something that everyone is included in, like a holiday party or summer picnic, something along those lines. All right, this time of year, we also get a lot of questions about bonuses and gifts. So if you're paying a bonus to your employee, that is considered wages, and it has to be added to their W-2. It's so important, I'm going to say it again, you have to add it to their W-2. You can't just write a check for $100, $200, $1,000, and give it to your employee, you have to withhold taxes from that. It definitely is considered taxable to your employee. Um, You may also decide to give a gift to a contractor, and that's something that um, you can do, but you definitely need to include it in their 1099 as well. So whatever you give as far as cash or cash equivalent, that is taxable to the employee. So if you don't want them to pay taxes on it, let's say you want to give someone a flat $250, for example, you can definitely go through payroll and gross that amount up. So we use Gusto as our preferred payroll provider. You can go in and and run a bonus payroll and say, I want the net payroll to be $250 for this person. And then Gusto is automatically going to calculate based on their W-4 and their deductions, 
how much that's going to cost you. So there's a, a good chance that it's going to cost you $350 uh, or maybe sometimes even more, sometimes less, to pay out that $250 net to the team member. So that's one of the ways that you can do it. If you are providing um, a bunch of gift cards, gift cards are cash equivalent. That is considered taxable to the employee as well. So if you give out gift cards, you do have to go in and gross that up as well, right? So you're going to go in and pay the taxes on that gift card. So you can still give the $100 gift card, but you're going to have to go into the payroll system and gross it up. Cash, check, gift cards, always taxable to the employee. It really doesn't matter how small it is. Um, you can deduct that from the business, right? Because it does become a wage expense, um, but you can't just give it to them and, uh, and not report it. That's not possible. There are a few different types of bonuses that you might want to give your employees. Um, around the holidays, what we see often is a discretionary bonus, and that means there's nothing written into the contract of the employee. It's just you as the owner using your discretion to decide how much you're going to give to team members. So in that case, you might decide on a certain dollar amount per person. You might decide on a certain dollar amount for the entire team and divide that up in various ways between the team, but that's a discretionary bonus. You might also have some performance bonuses that are built into your uh, contracts with your team members, your employment contracts, where if they reach a certain set of milestones, they will get a either a flat dollar amount or a percentage of their uh, of their income, of their wage. You may also want to give a longevity bonus. So every time someone reaches a milestone, they get a certain dollar amount for working with you. Uh, so that got that's getting me thinking. We probably need to have a, an episode just on just on bonuses and bonus structures. So that's something for the future. All right, if you are giving out gifts to your team members, this is where the IRS is a very much a gray zone. In most cases, gifts are only deductible at $25. So that is your cap. So if you're giving, for example, a vendor a gift of one of those beautiful gift baskets from Costco that costs $100, you can only deduct $25 of it. So you wanna make sure that that is in a separate category called gifts so we, that we can count the number of gifts. Um, you also want to make sure that you're keeping receipts for that so we can see, is it one gift basket or is it five gift baskets, right? That does make that does make a difference there. Um, the exception to that $25 rule is de minimis gifts. So that would be small little promotional items like branded pens, stress balls, like small items, right? So you, you can't just slap a logo on something really expensive um, and call it de minimis, but something branded is usually going to be to be doable. One of the ways, if you want to give a gift to your to your team, one of the ways we can sometimes get around that is by uh, doing branded uniforms essentially for the team, right? So if you can get a nice polo shirt with your logo or a nice jacket with your logo, we can consider that to be a uniform given to the, to the team versus a gift. So always, as always, when you're doing something like that, just talk to your tax preparer. Some are uh, more conservative than others. Um, and so for me personally, the uniform is something that I feel comfortable with, um, but you want to make sure that your tax preparer is comfortable with the, the deductions that you're taking. I also want to take a moment to talk about de minimis fringe benefits because that is not quite a gift, but uh, in a kind of adjacent category. And that would be something like happy when you're buying happy hour for your team, when you have snacks in the break room, birthday cakes and cards for birthday parties. Uh, local phone calls from your office phone, 
or uh, the use of a copier or office supplies in your office. So those are called de minimis benefits and they do not need to be reported uh, on a W-2 because they are counted as de minimis, which means small. So they're, they, it would be impractical to count the number of paper, paper clips that someone has used or the number of sheets of paper that someone has used to print a, a, a report for their child because they, uh, their, their printer at home was out of ink, right? So it would be impractical to track that kind of thing and um, add it to the employee's W-2. So those are items that you do not have to include as long as they're small and infrequent. All right, I hope this was helpful and I hope you have a happy holiday season with your team. Take care, everyone. If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. We really appreciate it. The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest's general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice.